powerful men. Why do they stay in loveless marriages? Why do they cheat on their partners? Is it the guilt? The shame? One thing we know for sure, they have secrets. So many secrets. This is a story about dreams. Dreams wished for, dreams realized, and dreams shattered. And a ubiquitous adversary that yields much power. Can we ever come out of the other side after we've seemingly lost everything and been defeated by a powerful enemy? This is Rebuilding a Divorcee. Here's Crystal Morris. I met Jay four years back during our time at one of the world's most respected tech giants. We were both in human resources and training and collaborated on a number of market and regional level projects. We got to know each other well and formed a good friendship. After I left the company, we stayed in touch on LinkedIn. Little did I know what laid ahead for my friend and how I would play a role in the circumstances that would change his life forever. You see, this new villain isn't a rip the bandaid quickly off the wound type of villain. No, this villain implies things. It plants ideas and suspicions, then allows them to grow inside of the victim's mind. Each inch of growth exposes a painful, prickly thorn that's just sharp enough to pierce the skin with a shallow cut. A cut that bleeds slowly, ever so slowly. Jay was focused too much on other people's perception of his relationship and not enough on what the relationship actually brought to him. He thought he could rely on his home environment to be a safe place to recharge. He thought he could rely on his wife to tell him everything would be okay. But this was not the case, for the villain was starting to execute its plan and Jay was oblivious as it all unfolded. Mary would disappear for extended weekends while supposedly being out with friends. Jay and Mary had friends in common with their respective social circles. As a result, Jay would sometimes hear conflicting stories from the husbands he knew describing Mary and the other wives' extended weekends. Or he'd run into a friend at a grocery store when Mary had said they were having a long lunch. Next, Mary began moving money around. It started with her asking questions about his 401k and their joint accounts. She was just making sure everything was covered for taxes, she said. Jay couldn't help but question the validity of her intent, since he has always handled the finances. As the villain planted the seeds of doubt, Jay, the ever-optimist, ignored them and pushed on. He was going to do everything he could to save his marriage. He didn't want to see his marriage fall apart like his parents did. He didn't want to repeat their mistakes. Mary wasn't having an affair like his mother did. She had no reason to. He continued to try to win her back. Dinners out, staycations, outdoor hikes, and long talks were some of the strategies Jay used to try to reconnect with Mary. He thought things were improving, but he was wrong. The villain was inching ahead. Then one day, Jay messaged me asking if we could speak about something non-work-related. My gut told me to take the call. He told me that Mary's phone had gone silent while on a business trip to San Francisco. His stomach got tied in knots. The villain was working his magic. Mary was unreachable, and this was very unlike her. Jay tried to call her office line, but there was no answer. Suspicion was creeping into Jay's mind very, very slowly, like a thick black cloud of smoke resulting from a fire whose embers had been lit by the villain, who was now just fanning the flames. Being the tech geek that he was, Jay thought he'd track her phone, but he had a sinking feeling and couldn't bring himself to do it. Unsure of what to do next, he called me. 
Che told me he was a dumpster fire of emotions. And as he did, I saw his world collapsing around him like the final scenes in Game of Thrones as Jamie and Cersei Lannister stood awaiting their final moments. You need to confirm where she is, I told him. It's a double-edged sword, and I know it's going to suck, but at least you'll know. Jay tried logging onto his computer, but he couldn't remember his password for the life of him. The angst and nauseous energy he felt kept his mind blank. After several tries, he managed to log onto the cloud. He located her ID, clicked on her phone icon, and pinged her location. Where was she? She was at a hotel he had never heard of before, one she had never stayed at before. A quick search revealed the phone number of the hotel, and he nervously called the front desk and asked for her. She was traveling for work and would have to use her real name. The front desk transferred his call to her room. The phone rang for what seemed like an eternity. Hello. It was a deep baritone voice Jay was unfamiliar with. Who was this man in her room? Did he have the wrong room? Jay had his confirmation. He didn't even need to speak to her. He silently hung up. For Jay, this was the complete decimation of his kingdom and life as he knew it was gone. His life was being held together by lies and fear, and the villain had won. I knew we'd get Jay through this. He needed to know that trying to save a one-sided marriage was a waste of his time and energy. Mary seemed to be choosing a different path, and one that we couldn't save her from. She chose to deceive, and sadly, I knew this scenario all too well. When I chose to stray outside my marriage and have a secret rendezvous at a hotel, my attempts at being secretive were abysmal. I didn't care enough to do a good job. I guess a large part of the turn-on was the thrill of being caught. Jay didn't know what to do next and asked for my advice. Get a lawyer. Now, I replied. As much as I wanted to console him, a split was inevitable. Mary was acting recklessly. She no longer cared about anyone's feelings or needs aside from her own. The next day, Jay reached out to his network of lawyers to discuss his options. He didn't want to leave Mary with nothing. He didn't want to divorce her. He wanted to make it work, not just for him, but for his family. But Mary's actions left him with no choice. Or did he have a choice? Jay thought to himself, what actually happened? Mary was at a hotel and the man answered the phone. It could have been a waiter delivering food. There was a host of plausible explanations for what happened. The villain was losing its grip on the situation. The flame was slowly burning out. Maybe. Jay was preparing for the worst and simultaneously hoping for the best in his ignorance. There was only one way to find out for sure. He had to ask her. Mary arrived home three days later. 